0: After much technical difficulty, <laughs> a lot, like what, an hour? The most patient man on planet earth, James D R B T C, BTC, break the chain with us today. And uh, the man has gone through a lot. The man has gone through, you know, addiction with, you know, drugs, having had issues uh, from a younger age where he found himself through a lot of struggle and surrounded by people in his circle who were much in the same position, ended up leaving the country, coming to Australia for five years and uh, going into rehab just so that he can really put himself and lock himself into a gear where he comes out of all of that and he pushes through. Now he's running a non-for-profit business where he is solely driven. His mission on the planet is to help and change and transform the lives of the people that were once in the position that are in the position that he was once in. And uh, now he's uh, gone from being an addict of drugs to being an addict of success. The entrepreneur. What a journey. Yeah. It's like
1: down, down, down. Up. <laughs> now he's up,
0: man. And it's like, um,
1: I'm all the way up.
0: <laughs> constant journey, as you said. But uh, James,
2: we're uh, thankful to have you here, bro. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. That was a hell of an introduction. it's interesting it's interesting because i think a lot of people perceive that to be my journey but um yeah i see it quite i see it a bit differently to that please share man please share yeah um yeah so obviously i I left i left the the uk when i was 23. Mm. um I'll, i'll give a bit of my my story um There's a big problem with addiction in the world and, you know, I guess mine started yeah, from, um, <laughs> you boys with those headphones <laughs> We're on a low
1: budget shoot. P. <S. today. laughs> yes, guys,
2: we are literally in the
0: lowest budget shoot now. That's
2: for another time. Sorry, Yeah, I've, I've tried to kind of tra- uh, track and pinpoint my, um, my, my addiction back and, you know, from such a young age, I was seeking acceptance and, um, mm. and, and a place to belong um, you know, home wasn't the worst place in the world for me, and I kind of, I don't know, I have a habit of seeing things, uh, you know, it with, um, with a reasonably good perspective most of the time, mm. and thinking things weren't that bad, and a lot of people see my story like, oh my God, but um, yeah, you know, it just didn't seem seem ever so bad, but you know, like certainly with like friends and stuff, is like I was always looking for a place to fit in, and I just never seemed to mm. find that click, you know, I was yeah. just looking for that click and I was always floating around on the outside of friend groups. And yeah, I guess I started kind of being a bit of a show off as a kid, you know, trying to impress people or whatever. And, and that kind of went against me and I ended up getting bullied a lot. I yeah, heard
0: about uh, one of the stories I read on your blogs with uh, the police car chase and sliding over the bonnet like a Holy- Hollywood
2: mm-hmm. star movie <laughs> style.
1: What's that story? Tell us about that too.
2: <laughs> oh, we'll get there. We'll get. We'll get to that. Yeah, that's a little bit later on down the track. Um, yeah. Yeah. So
1: we-
2: <laughs> and you know, I ended up getting bullied. Up, bullied a lot. This was kind of, I guess, in primary school. And when I went to secondary school, I started trying to like be be a bully because I figured that if that if I did that right. that then it would stop. <laughs>
1: Join the dark of, side. But yeah,
2: that kind of um, got even way more out of hand. That, that ended with me getting beaten badly by eight lads who were 20 when I was 14 Jeez. with a baseball Ooh. bat. And that wow. kind of didn't go. That didn't go against me. But I got in. But I got in with a group. Handicap of... match. <laughs> mm. I, I I ended up finding this click with this uh, group of friends um, who were you know badly behaved misfits. You know. And that was kind of when I found that click and I started smoking weed when I was like, you know, like late 11, 12 years old or something, which, you know, I watched all the stoner movies in the 90s and it had a bit of appeal to it. But Mm. as I went, as I kind of went, uh, you know, obviously we all got in loads of trouble and stuff. And when they, when they turned 17, when we, well, when I was 17, everyone started, had this desire to use class A drugs and stuff. And my parents told me if I did drugs, I'd probably die and right. i i be- i believe them that you know i, I believe that was a high, high highly possible that that would happen so i was actually scared to and it, what amazed me is that the desire to belong and for love and for acceptance overpowered the possibility of dying <laughs> which wow. you know it's nuts isn't it but you know obviously yeah. and they did that so i um well, I, the strongest drug of all
0: is the, the oxytocin, the serotonin, right? You know, pulling you towards just wanting that love and
2: acceptance of people and stuff. I, I think it's a deeper spiritual desire that's something that's embedded deep within all of us. Far to belong more, somewhere. Far some, deeper yeah. than any physical, hmm. chemical sensation, even though these physical uh, sure. things within our body do pull us around the, the place for sure. But this desire to belong is some deep spiritual things Mm. within us that we need to we need love and we need to be accepted but I think Mm. that possibly we look for it in the wrong place and that that was that was you know I've told this story because you know I think it's actually incredibly dangerous to try to belong to the wrong group Mm. fundamentally you know how how do you end up becoming a member of the Nazi party you want to belong (laughs) and someone gives you a place to belong and it just happens to be a a tyrannical and uh, just a terrible (laughs) <laughs> place mm. that just is going you know, to cause a great deal of destruction, and how do people end up getting initiated into a gang or something they 've got nowhere to belong, and these people give them a place to belong, and you prove you belong to us by doing these series of things that leads you to you know a ba- a bad place and that was mm. you know some insight some hi- in hindsight looking back at that that you know i think that 's mm. uh, something to pay a lot of attention to anyway, so at seventeen, I progressed into um you know uh using drugs, and obviously they take took away all my anxiety. I never realized I was an anxious kid. I never knew that and well obviously when you do something that blocks the world out around you and wraps you up in cotton wool, mm. you like that and you keep doing it so obviously yeah. I kept doing it, started going to raves, quit had this big scene of friends, loads of friends I felt great I felt great sometimes mixed with pleasure, spiked with pain and the pain oh my god the the, the suffering work on Monday mornings and just the, the, the hell and feeling like you're going to pass out all week at work. And, and then, but then just for this little glimpse of, you know, like uh, ecstasy uh, yep. for, for, for a Friday and Saturday night mixed with, you know, the, the struggle. And it's a real struggle that goes with that lifestyle. Yeah. It's um, yeah. drama constantly. Everybody is just, it's just drama all around and feeling not great and like really bad. Way worse than normal people feel on a day to day basis for most of the week. -hmm. Um, And 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 financially, I couldn't afford that. So the only way I could afford that was to start selling it. Yeah. I started selling it, and that was great because it was like, you know, I've got some money now, and I'm starting to feel a bit powerful. You know, people want something I've got, and I can manipulate them. You're the centre of
1: attraction now. Oh yeah, Yeah.
2: totally. And you think you, you you know, and um, it's incredibly uh, intoxicating. this, This. status you know and yeah um, money
1: you get money and like people want to speak to you
2: what I hadn't realized at the time was that I was manipulating all my friends taking money out of their pocket and putting them into mine for something that they was enslaved to an addiction you know and it was completely it was bad news but I didn't know that at the time and I was just ignorant and oblivious to it anyway to get into the story that I told you about before and that Mm -hmm. kind of like so one night I was DJing in a club and I'd been awake for, I don't know, like t- t- over a 24 hours at that point. I was a mess. I drank a bottle of That's a
0: of great Jack- start to any <laughs> night, isn't it?
2: I, I drank a bottle of Jack Daniels that day. I was, I was a mess. Wow. Uh, yeah, I had, boy. I had this white hoodie and it was like, I don't know what the word would be, chavy in the UK. I don't know what you call it in Australia. Is it a lad? Uh,
0: you know, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. You call them I, so I know what I you're I look saying, like man. an
2: absolute bell end. I look like, you know, if you see you know, okay. a police Police officer would be like, "Well, he's got drugs, hasn't he? You know." And I was just—I had that about me, and I was just—I was just wrecked. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Was, I had my record. I was going into the into into the club, and two police officers said, "So like, you know, can we search you?" And I was just like, "Shit!" <laughs> I just like pushed them, and I turned and I I legged it. I ran, and I ran so fast. And I just had a big line of cocaine as well. Because I knew I had to sort myself out a bit to try and play this set. I had to try and straighten myself out a bit. So cocaine in that situation, believe it or not, is something to attempt to do that. That's right. <laughs> I turned and I ran, and all I could hear was this guy, and he was so close, he's like, Stop, I'll tase you, I'll tase you. And I, just like, and I was just like, Can you imagine how fast I was running?
1: Back yeah, the car especially park after I, having a line, like a bullet.
2: Back through the car park with all my friends on either side, and they're cheering as I'm going past, and I'm just like, Oh my god! And I ran for I don't know how far I ran, but it felt like a long way and and the other the other guy in the car it was two of them and he went and he drew, put, went up against the wall and I, yeah I jumped and did the Hollywood slide across the bonnet because he <laughs> tried to pin me in I uh, got as far as away as I could and I dropped there's this massive drop and as I, mm. I, I do and I'm pretty sure if I would jumped off that it would have been a uh, yeah broken broken legs big yeah. time and yeah. I just got my shit and I threw it and <laughs> the copper grabbed me and he smashed my face off the bonnet, and he was calling me a cunt, and he was hit smack like Causing, and like that. Of course he You know, I kind of, that, that never got mentioned, neither did the fact that I kind of like shoved him pretty hard to get away, and I kind of like an eye for an eye. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> and, fair, man. Take oh, a story. And, oh, um, man. And, yeah, miserable. And I'd just been, not long before, I got caught for driving under the influence. I'd passed out and crashed into mm-hmm. the back of someone. Um, it's all around my 19th birthday and I put my parents and my family through hell because, you know, this mm-hmm. whole thing was in the paper. They have a family business. Yeah. Um, and I was just oblivious at the time. But, you know, after this, like all my so-called friends, all these hundreds of friends I had, just, you know, no one rang me and no one called me anymore. No one gave a shit. And it was really, it was uh, yeah. incredibly insightful. And I'd love to say that, you know, I got had to do, I nearly went to prison and just escaped it. had to do yeah loads of unpaid work and i didn't learn and i you know i kept going because i was an addict and it wasn't like i was selling for fun really i was like it was a necessity just to keep the whole thing going and that that lasted for another four. i think when i was around 21 i started or 22 i started realizing like selling drugs is bad like the consequences yeah. but it wasn't getting caught that taught me that it was actually like gr- maturity that kind of put that into perspective for me mm. and st- actually starting to consider what other people were experiencing around me and what I was doing to people a bit. And the consequences came in a bit later. And, um, when I was 23, everything kind of changed for me. And at this point I had pains, internal pains, like I couldn't hold a piss for more than 20 minutes. Um, yeah. What I was addicted to Ketamine, it really wrecks your bladder. I've got had friends who've had their bladders removed, uh, I need, uh friends who need li- liver transplants and it's heavy. Heavy scene uh, and when I was 23 um, one of my best friends took his own life and mm-hmm. I was with him the day before and I didn't know anything about it I didn't know I didn't know he was depressed I didn't because I was so you know smacked out that I just had didn't have a clue what was going on around me and that just you know smashed my world to pieces um, and a friend fortunately helped me uh, out of that situation by he basically just uh, sorted me out a visa for Australia, and he did all the he did he did all the work, and um, he, yeah, he got me out of there. You know, bless my friend. He's actually one entrepreneur. I think did he win it or he was up for Entrepreneur of the Year wow. in, in the UK. He's, yeah, he's a cool guy. Um, yeah, and he, he got me out of there, and I got to Australia, and then yeah, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people think that I must have been to a proper rehab, but I kind of like just tried to figure it all out myself. You gotcha. know. And yeah. yeah, and that was over the course of uh, the mm. time I was in Australia. But the the whole time I spent in Australia, you know, there would be pictures of me on beaches, uh, and doing and, and in the most beautiful places in in Australia. And all my friends would have been looking at Facebook. You know, anyone would envy the, you know, the situation that I was in. And I was an anxious wreck. I was just mm. so unhappy, you know. I guess like,
0: you know, because there's so much time packed. There's like such a super, super powerful story. Now, being like going from all that, man, going from a place where, <laughs> you know, running from cops on one night from having a 24 hour, you know, uh, kick on to having to do all these things. And then, you know, thankfully you had that one friend, right, to, to push you the support. What, What would you say like? You know, looking at where you are now, you're running a non-for-profit and I've seen all the awesome stuff you're doing. Like you've got, you know, and our listeners, like the people that we're about is all about like new people that are new to the self-development gain of growth or wanting to improve their mindset, their health, their physique, their focus, you know, possibly wanting to start a business, make more money, uh, basically just upgrade themselves to the next level, you know, like, so how, how did you sort of, what was your... What would you think was the major, major catalyst to actually get you to jump into doing what you're doing now and actually being you know running a business running you know people and teams and helping people and being a leader to sort of really improve and sort of grow in terms of business wise money wise person wise what would you think yeah. is a major catalyst
2: I, well i i have two motivators to the two biggest motivators in my life at, at this moment as it stands, I've lost 11 friends to overdoses, suicide, mm. and just, you know, like, I, I, I don't, I don't like, it's just, I'd love to say it's not normal, but it is, you know, suicide and depression yeah. and anxiety and all these things are nuts, so I think, you know, d- depression's going to be the, the uh, biggest cause of disability um, mm. very soon, it's, um, it's, it's heading that way, uh, su- suicide's hit an all-time high. Especially with what's going on at the moment. Yeah, especially um, with
1: COVID and stuff.
2: So that's that. For me, is absolutely get tagged. That for me is, an, on, <laughs> that yeah. for me is a, an enormous motivator. Uh, yeah. The other one is that you know, obviously, I've personally suffered as an addict, um, and then having peeled back that layer a bit, realizing that I also suffered from severe anxiety, um, mm. which which followed me everywhere I went until I found a solution to it. Um, and, you know, having been able to m- learn to manage that and find the, find the answers to, to mm. some of life's seemingly unanswerable questions that just aren't in the mainstream at all. People don't know these things. And, you know, I just Very feel true. that it's my duty mm. um, and, and I'm called to to, to to do that for people and help share them. You know, there was a few, there was a few things you touched on, you know, in terms of like... We were speaking about it a little bit earlier. I'm not... I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily a ambitious person. Um, yeah. I've always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial uh, thing in in me. Um, but I'm not money-focused at all. Mm. It's a, probably actually like I'm a little bit out of balance in the sense that I need to be more money-focused because I just don't um, worry. <laughs> about, Can I stop you for a sec? Because yeah, I remember
0: yeah. one conversation and I totally... I. Uh, you and I had the chat after we only just met, and I totally get where you're coming from as well. I wanna—I'm curious where you know we said one time. I remember we were speaking and we were saying, um, I don't know why, you know, we're not in that position now, but I don't know why. But I know that I will be a millionaire, right? Now I know that wasn't a money-focused thing because you wanted the money, but it was just because the process will happen. It'll take you there, right? What—what um, what makes you say that? You know, what, what inside of you makes you say that coming from all the place of where you are?
2: I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I could be wrong about that. Um, you know, cause I'm not, not a money driven person, but I just feel like at some point that I'll have an abundance of money. Um, mm. I don't know, or maybe it won't even be me that has it, but I'll be, but you know, break the chain or whatever, you know, i I don't I don't like to um necessarily make these predictions and I and certainly when I set goals or things I don't like to be too rigid or stick to them because I you know, the way that I that I live my life is that it's not my I don't try and do my will and create my vision. I try and, you know, I don't know what your beliefs are necessarily. I'm not a religious person in the fact I don't subscribe to any faith or religion mm. but um you know i believe in god and i've had experiences of um some, of of be, of something far greater than than myself and i try to uh, dovetail my will with that greater will that's beyond myself and if you speak to anybody in the world of recovery um, the whole process which I, I actually found through yoga um yeah I'll, I'll, I'll step back a little bit um yeah so i you know a couple of well nearly 3 Two and a bit years ago, uh, I, I, at this stage of my life, I'd, I'd, I'd actually ticked every box that I could. Um, I'd got a nice house, uh, I'd got a car, I'd got some nice bikes, I'd got you know uh, a girlfriend, mm-hmm. I'd got a job that paid a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, you know, I had ticked so many boxes. I was you know living in New Zealand, going for geothermal hot springs and just hanging mm-hmm. out, and, you know, us having going for massages. I was doing you know like it's just ridiculous how many boxes i ticked it's like on a a material plane like i just got everything that i needed to to be happy yeah and i've been trying to crack this happiness code for so long and i was i have never been more anxious i have never felt so more less i've never never felt more empty i have never been less happy than i was
1: Mm. in that
2: situation and i wasn't on drugs Uh, i hadn't I, i i drugs and alcohol at that point for eight months, and you know it was just like, what's it all about? Where where do you go from here? Yeah, you know, no
0: purpose would you say?
2: No purpose. This was when I was pursuing my Amazon business. I started yeah. an Amazon business. Um, yeah, and it was my problem was that it was all about me. Yeah, that was my problem. I wasn't mm. really. I don't, I, I wouldn't say that I was necessarily, I, you know, certainly not a maleficent or malicious person, but I was not regularly taking anyone else into consideration and anyone else's welfare. And my life was all about my happiness. Mm. And, and I,
0: I think that's that's exactly where like, do you know, in, in every respect of anyone and any person, it's always like, and business as well is, specifically when you do it, you know you want to give value to someone else in any area of their life uh as a businessman as a person as a human that's when i feel like we feel more purposeful we grow and you have that mission like i think now that's why you're doing what you're doing obviously right you you're out there to help and change people's lives and like you said before you said you're not like an ambitious person maybe in the sense that oh, i've got all these targets and goals but when you know there's someone out there that may need your help may need james Deere's help
1: I think mm-hmm. he's ambitious to help people, like, yeah. not for monetary, but you sound like you're more ambitious to like reach out to more people, connect with more people, and get yeah. them out from the depth that you went, and maybe stop people from going there. That's like even better if you just stop them from getting to that place. Mm. I am,
2: I am incredibly motivated to prevent the suffering of as many people as I can. But mm-hmm. you know, even that, even that brings up some more problems. It's like you know, and you, 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 there's this savior complex of like. You know, and there's no limit to the amount of suffering that there is in this world, and it's kind of yeah. like how how do you how do you find peacefulness amongst all yeah. that as well? And mm-hmm. there's some there's something in um, that you'll find that's common in any any addiction success story, because um, I know some addicts who've gone on to start some massive companies, uh, mm. have been like hyper successful, uh, go on to like do some incredible things, and there's something that that's uh, that's common uh, amongst all of these people. It's like, how did you do what you did? What was mm. the process? What did you do? And they're like, I don't know. All I did with my life was I tried to make the re- next right decision over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. that's what I do with my life. I ask myself in any given moment, what's the right thing to do in this situation? And sometimes that might be, you know, um, bad for my material situation. It might mean that if I, honest in a in an occasion that i'll lose out on money or stuff or friendship or popularity but it's you know and i think that's one of the biggest qualities of being a leader yes is you have to be prepared to make the right decision no matter what in any given Mm -hmm. moment and that sounds heroic but i'm saying that and i find that bloody hard sometimes sometimes it's just infinitely hard to tell the truth yeah but um not 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 or not even tell the truth necessarily, but make the right decision in any given moment. It's um it's mm. it's um definitely a practice, something that can be practiced and yeah. Thinking, yeah. Humbling humbling as well. Yeah. Sometimes you think like, Oh yeah, I'm doing it I'm doing really well with this now. Um mm. and then all of a sudden something comes up and you just like feel like a little boy again. Mm. <laughs> you know, and you can't tell the truth, and you're like, Oh, I just want to tell the truth and you're just like yeah it's just oh man yeah it happens it happens to me all the time that's very
1: true <laughs> yeah what are the like common ones that like what are the most difficult ones you've had to do
2: oh man i, I run a, i run addiction meetings every once a week and you know my mom, my mom always comes which is really fun because uh, wow. we, cause we, get, to, what we get we get to talk about um you know this um uh, mother son dynamic of me of her what it was like being an addict and you know one of the we wrote down yesterday we uh, we was writing down all the ways that uh addiction fucks up your life <laughs> basically um yeah and, and you know one of the things that came up really big time was just like how much of a liar you are and how you just lie about everything um and you know when it comes to when it comes to anything that we are when we really want something, so from this, in this situation if it's drugs and we want to get away with using drugs and having this lifestyle, telling the truth in that situation is going to be really bad because we're going to lose out on, on, our, on our peace and yeah. uh, 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 to, to keep doing that. So it's kind of meant anything that relates to us getting our own way, we find it really hard to tell the truth about. You know, mm. um, Trying to think of a situation, a bar in a car, recently and you know it started playing up uh and i you know i, I knew that if i told the truth about this i was going to lose this car and it did take me a few days to come out with it because yeah. uh, and it did take me a few days and i was like you know i had got that decision straight I was like you should tell him about this straight away and i didn't and i just t- took me a few days to tell him just because you know just to, just to know because i was going to lose out <laughs> on some uh, there was going to be some material uh situation where I was was going to lose out on something but you know telling the truth oh my god I'm trying to think of some good situations relationships are a funny one aren't they if you're ever in a relationship man don't you always go into a relationship like this is it I'm going to tell the truth I'm going to be honest there's going to be this open communication get a few months in and you're just like (laughs) she'll ask you something and it's like she's like Oh, was you was you looking at that girl? And it's like, no. <laughs> you know, yeah. you so long creating? story like, short, it it times like... the
0: number by three, and then oh, subtract by five, and times it by ten. <laughs>
2: it's not, it's not, you know, and it is, and it is shameful how um, how weak we are sometimes, and you know, mm. um, when it comes to these lustuous desires, not just of the opposite sex, but of of, of many things, you know. Mm. All the many things that we want, and the problem with these lusty desires is it just blinds us to what's good for other people, and and passion right. as well. Like passion's seen as as a good thing, isn't it? You know, we mm. look at being passionate, but we forget sometimes that when we're incredibly passionate about something, we don't think about what's good for others. No,
0: that's right. You know,
2: that's right. So, I'd like, passion's kind of nice, but if it's directed in a good way, um, yeah, yeah.
1: Passion with compassion, that's what you need. Exactly. I think we can talk about how how you were speaking about the goal setting and how you do uh, like your decision making. So right now, because you're doing your own business and then there's no guidelines for you, no one's guiding you, you can't copy anyone and you can't see other people doing the same thing and it's still not for profit, but you still need to sustain. How are you managing your goal setting and like, what kind of goals do you put in for your business and for the, how do you plan to help out, roll out other people?
2: It's all been, it's Mm. all been very fluid uh, at the moment. You know, I kind of started out, it's quite interesting how I started my company, you know, because I really wanted Mm. to quit drugs, but I didn't know, I didn't Mm -hmm. know how. Most people seem to want to quit and I just didn't. Yeah, I quite. Like, quite liked it. Do you know what I mean? But like, I, yeah, but I, knew, I, yeah. I liked. The, I liked the tiny little aspect of it where it was fun. I like and, it then. Uh, <laughs> But then it's like the, you know, the reality of it, and it's like I, I was struggling to see the situation in proper perspective all the time. And uh, I just had. I knew I had yeah. to quit forever. I didn't know how to quit forever, and I didn't. I did have a reason to quit forever. It would kill me definitely. In you know, I, I knew I wouldn't have made this age if I'd kept going. If I kept going, I mm-hmm. had really serious internal pains. I was not going in a good direction. And, 100%. and I started a blog uh, and it was basically me documenting my journey to quit. And I'd never, I don't mm-hmm. think I'd ever done anything kind of like charitable or I'd not been a charitable person. Um, and, and so I shared first time openly and honestly shared my story and everything about it and what I regretted and it was the most honest thing I'd ever mm. done at that point in my life. Um, and the the feedback I got from this was just life-changing and profound. And it was the first time in my life that I'd had the feelings like, you've done something right. And I got given that vision. It's like, this is what you yeah. need to do with your life. You need to do this more. I've never felt It's the most fulfilling feeling i would ever had.
0: Mm. I think the beauty is like a lot of people talk about, they say... You know, in regards to, and specifically talking about, like because you started it off like this as well is when you listen to people's problems and, you know what I mean, and you see like what people give you back the feedback, you sort of start getting the answers, don't you? It's like it just it just lit up that signal in your brain to say, oh, okay, shit, this is working. This is something that's
2: got. This was you know, totally un- this working. was totally unbelievable. This this experience that I had of knowing that I had to do that. Now what's funny is that I actually instead ignored that and I listened to my desires, and my mind, and I just kept trucking on with this amazon business and trying to earn a living and my, my dream was to go around the world of snowboarding and live off my laptop work off my laptop having an amazon business which sounds wonderful yeah. to most yeah. people doesn't it but all i was thinking about was me going snowboarding still pretty good dream all i was thinking about was me going snowboarding so constantly if yeah. i wasn't if i hadn't attained that situation i was always anxious mm. to be doing it and i was anxious that i hadn't gotcha. done it and i was always stressed and an impatient trying to make this thing work and and it was all about in my head it was all about the destination and i just didn't give a shit about the journey and i was just a world in a world of anxiety and it took me a year after i had this um maybe a bit less than a year but after i had this uh, this knowing that it was what i was supposed to do to actually surrender the desires that i had these lustrous desires to go snowboard and surrender that to do what i knew was the right thing to do even though there yeah. was no financial gain at all <laughs> and, I was, and, and I just and you know I took splitting up with a girlfriend and I, I moved out and I lived in a van and I just traveled around in a van for six months around the South Island of New Zealand I just spent every day reading and mm. you know writing blog posts and making little vlogs and stuff uh, yeah and then it came out the other side of that and and lockdown was a huge catalyst for everything happening you know was locked in a room that's when i started the podcast and stuff and you know the way people responded to me and people started messaging me all the time and asking for help and advice and 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 i I felt you know i just had this unbelievable yeah meaning and purpose in my life and knowing that what i was doing had a great deal of benefit to people And, and and what and it was during that time I was traveling around in, in my van that I had I had a little break the chain sign on the dashboard. And every day I was looking at it like, break the chain, break the chain, break the chain. And, it was like, and I was oh, just wow. like, right, I've got, you know, like there's a reason for me to quit drugs that is beyond myself. Like if, if hmm. you can inspire people, and I'll put this to anybody who's in that situation where they have a bad ha- habit or they have a challenge to overcome is, you can inspire so many people by sorting your own shit out. In any way, 100%. in any way, your story uh, is more powerful than any words that you can give anyone, just in, in mm, the yeah. testament to the fact that, and what's amazing is like, people in the world can do this, but if you do this, your friends are so much more motivated because they've seen someone they know do it. And when they see someone they know do it, they know that they can do it too. It's amazing, you know, and yeah. it has, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And anyway, so I I actually quit and, you know, drugs and alcohol and everything, all intoxication, which binned it, um, finally, which I never thought I'd be able to, to do that. And, and Mm -hmm. my life is so much better for it. Like, it's just so much better. Not
0: now you're intoxicated with purpose and passion rather than, uh, substances. Yeah.
2: And yeah. And, and through, um, uh, I'm, I'm uh, at danger of jumping around backwards and forwards here, but I guess we'll stick on the kind of goal setting bit for now, and I won't jump back to the other thing. Um, yeah, goal setting. Financially, you know, it's actually problematic starting a not-for-profit. Where does the money come in from? We're based in the UK. Mm. I'm in New Zealand. I've run a few fundraisers, which I'd oh. say that they've been a success in the fact that some people have given us so much money, money, which is so appreciated. And amazing! My friend tried to break a world record uh, just over a month ago, I which was just—he was a
1: completely world record for what? Pull-ups. No, mu- um, oh. sorry, muscle sorry, ups,
2: Ring muscle-ups.
1: Muscle-ups. Muscle-ups. How many did he do?
2: And, uh, they tried to do. He tried to break the world record. It, I think between them, they did 990 in a day. Wow. But but, mm, Cal- but Callum Callum days. did over 600 himself. That's which nice is like. Up. Yeah, I don't know if everyone knows what the ring rustle looks where You pull yourself up, up, and then all the way up yeah. over and, uh, and on rings, and their hands were disgusting. Like they had no skin yes. on their hands; it was like raw flesh. Yeah, um, beautiful. Yeah, and you know, and, we, and they raised twelve hundred pounds, one thousand two hundred pounds, which was you know super cool. You know, Freaking but awesome. when, but, when it, but you know, in terms of sustaining a company. Um, not figured that out yet you know I haven't figured out how to do that Um, and that's crazy
0: as well man like what where are you getting you know what are you getting now in terms of an income then like because if you're doing this because you're doing it all as not for profit it's obviously to help others right like do you still focus on Amazon as well dude yeah I've
2: kept that going that's been going the whole time and I've been actually bleeding that dry to to give birth to this not for profit in the running on the faith that it'll be okay now not
0: See, that's the thing, though, right? Like, you're sort of looking at it like, you know, I think that's powerful, though, as well, because, you know, you're seeing the potential of future in terms of, first of all, helping people. But then also, like you said before, like you said, you don't know how, but some way, somehow, the money will come back into whether it's you or BTC, right? But I think the fact that you're putting all your effort and energy into it, you know, you know that it's going to grow and come out into something anyway. So it's not that bleeding is
2: like... Maybe you know, maybe I'm crazy, but I'm prepared to have no money whatsoever, and I'm prepared yeah, to go exactly. for surf if I have to. And you know, I live a pretty humble life. Um, you know, and I'm lucky to have a place at the moment. You know, and for for years, I've you, you know when when you when you've got free from a drug addiction, just to be <coughs> sober and have your own bedroom, uh, you know, and 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 to live a, a healthy life, you are so grateful yeah. for that. That that alone, because if if that was you know you've lived down here so you're already being normal you're already up here in in a, in a sense if yeah. you've very true um, yeah. you know but
1: i think what you're doing it you really you're not even a market market is a bad term because you take money from the market but mm. there's actual need for it a very big need especially in australia and new zealand and i've been here four years and i know friends who've killed themselves because they were into a lot of drugs too yeah. and yeah. like i wasn't even born here i don't even like technically, I don't even knew that many people are still in my circle. I know people who dealt with so much addiction, and so many people have tried to take their life away. Some have actually taken it from themselves. So there's market. Market is a bad word, but there's definitely a big need for it. And I think like when you know, when helping people, you yeah. can you want you just need find find out how you can monetize it a bit. But there's definitely you're doing something that's required. Cause just few days back, we had a friend come to us and then he turned 27 and then he was thinking like okay he's been doing all this all his life and now he needs to sort out his money and how he does other things and he has no guide he doesn't have people like you like if suppose you were reaching all of these people they can look up to you Mm -hmm. and see and do what you did and the steps you took and you can actually even just like this video when you're speaking they can listen to this and connect more they won't connect to Arnold sozenka saying like, sleep six hours a day. Like it wouldn't connect for them because they never did it. But they would connect to you. And the things like people like you who have come out of it, they're not going back and helping these people. But what you're doing is actually very much required because they can directly connect to you. And what you're saying will actually make sense to them. They won't be like, oh, they just like what you're signaling me and telling yeah. me what to do it's like yeah. okay he's been there he's done that and what he's telling will work and has worked
0: yeah. and that's why i
1: think it's so powerful
0: because he's putting you know he's putting all his energy there because he knows like yeah. obviously it'll come back monetarily one way or another but he's not you know the fact that you're looking at growing it because of that help to yeah others, that's, you have a bigger purpose for your business yeah i know that it'll work because you're you're doing it with that intention. You don't care if it's making money or not. You care if it's touching lives, and I think that it's it's only going to nourish. You're not going to stop at anything. If you have to sleep on the bloody grass outside, on the mud, you know, in the wet. Which I'm
1: sure you <laughs> won't have to. Uh... You know, but you're willing to. That's that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. And, and willing it's, to give it all. There's a real it's... reason
0: for you to do what you do. So I've
2: never had to yeah. sleep. I Good don't on, have have sleep in the mud yet, and. Uh, um... You know, I'm a bit that. of a princess. I like my basic needs met. As long as I've got a room and a bed, you know, or even a mattress on the floor, I can deal with that. I'll, I'll struggle with outside, but um, I hope it won't have to come that. And and it's a and it and it something that just blows my mind is it is not that hard to help people. You know, I think people mm. think that people get scared of dealing with. You know, I talk to people who are suicidal all the time. It's not that hard to save someone's life. Just talk to them. Yeah. Pe- people true. have basic needs. People want to know that they can be in a space where they won't be judged and they'll be, uh, where they can be accepted. Um, you know, compassion and empathy, um, uh, forgiving people, forgiveness. Forgiveness is just the most wonderful thing. It's the cure for it's yeah. the cure for your own anger. If you're angry yeah. and you forgi- you can forgive. Then you can cure your own anger, and you can and if you, a, you can be mm-hmm. forgiven. You know,
1: and, and, and it's a Dalai Lama saying that if, you have a, if you're angry at someone, it's like holding a coal in your hand. Yeah. It's only gonna burn you. And so forgiveness is not only for that person, but for yourself as well. So it's very important in that when sense. When
2: someone, you know, you know, in your in your daily life, when you get a, when, when someone's angry and, and it affects you, you 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 bump into them for 30 seconds and it pisses you off mm. and you can have a bad day. Yeah. Imagine yeah. what that's like carrying that around all day. Because that's their yeah. carrying that yeah. around all day. And dr- being angry is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Other person to die, yeah. <laughs> I love you it. You that's, that's the favourite one. <laughs> yeah, constantly say that. Yeah, I guess yeah. like,
0: you know, we got a friend, you know, Ryan. Um, he's one guy that we know, for example, he's gone through some stuff. He's, you know, New Year's has come up, New Year's resolution. I bring this up because you know, fresh into it, so many people are also probably of the same thing. What would your advice be to someone like that? You know, that is going through similar struggles as yourself financially, uh, mentally, emotionally, addiction. What would, what would the, you know, major things be for you to sort of give them as advice to say, to get you on track and continue. I think continue is the word because one week in everyone's excited
1: yeah and fades off slowly and then like do you have a kind of checklist to keep in track like every day you're feeling like this or like some days because the weekends come and friends come and people give in so how did you didn't give in like you had the drive which is uh we know that by now but is there anything else that helps you not give in to those temptations you can try which is normal you can try and
2: figure this whole thing out yourself like i did and you can go through hell for five years um, because mm. if you try, you have to replace something with something. You can't be empty. If you try being empty, it feels like shit. Cold, dark emptiness mm. within that you, you just want to run from. You can't be empty. You have to. You have to replace yeah. it with something. And you know, I I was fortunate enough uh, to stumble across uh, yoga and meditation. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff out there with yoga and meditation. But quite specifically, back to yoga, is the process that I follow. Which is reasonably sim- similar to Christianity, the essence of the essence of all religion, you know and, and it's quite mm. similar, has a lot of similarities. Um, and I stumbled across that, and the twelve step program again is also based upon these principles. and the things that you need you absolutely need if you want to recover is you need a process, you need um, a mentor and you need a community because because mm. for anything for trauma. Um, mental health problems, all mental health problems, addiction, anything, eating disorder, anything, these things are so deeply ingrained with us that there is no quick fix. There's just, there just isn't. Yeah. There's no button you can press, there's no book you can read that's going to that's gonna fix this problem. It might certainly. And so,
0: with your website, do you have like a program like this as well and stuff? Like the process?
2: No, we we have mainly ongoing support, uh, and we uh, yes. resort, we point you to resources. Obviously, we have the podcast, okay. and we have, we so we deal more with the the ongoing support side of things, uh, and obviously sure, so. information and stuff that obviously is constantly talking about this support and we have the meetings and, and we have a ver- variety of different things um that do help with all, all of these things but we don't have a specific process uh or program yet but at some point we will have that uh and something that we, i imagine
0: you still guide and help the people that are abso- in your abso- absolutely in the same way i'm
2: happy to uh kind of be anyone's sponsor if so long as i'm further down the path than they are um, and, and to yeah, keep them going, and and, and so what's so what's important with this, and for anything is like you know they're not being a quick fix. Is for someone to heal, and make any change, even if it's in business or you know or mental health or or being an athlete or whatever it is. You know you don't to train for a marathon, you don't, or to train for the Olympics, you don't go and run one big race, do you? What you do is you turn up yeah, every day. You follow the process. You get the training, and and you hang out with people who are do, who are athletes, because if you're an athlete and yeah. you go and you go down hang out with the guys down at the pub, you're going to drink and it, it's going to fuck you everything up for you. And yeah. you will be, uh, you know. And it takes a great deal of humility and to accept like I'm really vulnerable and I'm not that powerful and yeah. I'm not that strong, um, and and I yeah. need to I do need to. Um, fundamentally change the way that i do everything and, and start mm. and start to gently ease myself into a into a different direction and surround myself with people and here's what i found is yeah. so beautiful is the the world of recovery from drugs and alcohol is so cool like because everybody's been through hell and they've realized through the 12 steps step 12 of the 12 step program step two, it's fundamentally like a, a process of spiritual awakening the twelve steps is um, you know admitting you have a problem, surrendering to the fact that you are powerless and you know a- asking for help from beyond yourself or from a higher power or however you want to see it, but basically accepting I by myself i 'm not going to unfuck my situation, I really need some help, going through the mm. process of looking at what I 've done wrong, how it sort of affects everybody mm. uh, and then making uh, making amends for things that I've done wrong, following pr- a further pursuit of some sort of spiritual process and then step 12 mm. is go on to help another addict if you can and it's all about like it's all that. about service yeah. and if you don't complete step 12 you'll fail it's very true yes yeah i've heard this yeah many times. i think it's i think it's as
0: well like you said um you know that environment is the most the biggest very thing. important
1: yeah who you hang out with that decide your actions your habits and it's like it. the temptation is away
2: so what's totally like, rad about this world of recovery is everybody's mm. helping each other, and you enter you <laughs> enter into this world where people aren't self-centered, which, sad yeah. to say, Western society and 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 that uh, you know that um, um, uh, doctrine or uh, or or system, whatever you want to call it, is actually uh, taking over the world, um, and mm-hmm. you know this system of. Um, the Western sy- system is actually based upon uh, greed, uh, envy, and, and desire, which mm. which run... Um, which are uh, diametrically opposed to spiritual principle, because spiritual principle is mm. all about not being envious, not being greedy, not being angry, controlling your emotions, controlling your desires, controlling your mind. And the Western uh, civilization is saying... Don't don't control it. Just go nuts, max out your senses. Yeah. Buy a new phone. Uh, go to the go to the brothel. Go to the strip club. Yeah. Go to the pub. This is my kind you of. You know, it. just just, yeah, just, that's it. just go absolutely nuts. Be the best hedonist you can, and you'll be happy. Uh, and the more yeah, the fun. more you have, the more you want because lust is like an itch. If you scratch How it, awesome. huh? if you scratch it, it gets itchier. So everybody's yeah. everybody's you know they're they're scratching their itches and they're walking around and they're seeing this advertisement oh you should have this you'll be happy or you you know Mm. your neighbor's got a BMW it was like oh I should have a Mercedes and everyone's going around just completely dissatisfied and this addiction problem Mm. and this suicide problem is fundamentally in my opinion um, a product of the fact that this world is based on the opposite of spiritual principle and the opposite of what's ever going to be good for them and trying to find satisfaction and happiness in material things which don't contain happiness they're just atoms and we need Mm. we need if we want to overcome this problem we need spiritual nourishment which comes in the Mm. form of of love which is cheesy but gnarly and hardcore at the same time because none of us know how to love none none Mm. of us know how to forgive we don't know how to put others before ourselves people are on this love yourself trip which i see the value in in a lot of things and it helps people on a temporary basis Mm -hmm. i I see the value in that but real love is completely selfless Uh, Totally agree and you know what i
0: love i've actually just recently been joined to um uh, a facebook group which is about all of this you know like uh this brotherhood and connection and i just sort of seeing how everyone is you know, in a similar position, whether it's suicidal um, because of addiction, because all sorts of issues, as, as you know. And just seeing the way that everyone connects with each other has like actually been, just myself seeing it is just like, you know, what do they say, faith in humanity ticked in a way, right? Oh, yeah. But I think it is, it's everyone's urging for that connection together. Everyone's urging to sort of be with each other. And that's where your growth is, that's where your environment is, support system, everything. Um, and I think like, you know, to sort of sum it up. I think everything that we spoke about today is you really just talking about looking at, Hey man, what's, what's the bigger purpose? What's, where are we, do you know, what are you designed for? What are you here for? And I think really it's much bigger than anything materialistic, you know, and it's, it's, it's all to do with love, connection, purpose, emotion, um, and, and just being a human and forgetting all the rubbish and senses we are around and trying to make ourselves feel good from all these things, you know? So, uh, I think, you know, where, where can we send people down your direction? Because I think there'll be a lot of people that are, you know, in pain and feeling they need support and maybe they're afraid to reach out. And, you know, you said you've got these weekly meetings and... Uh... How can they
1: join? So yeah. the, be- the, the, okay. the
2: best place to actually go to find everything, more or less, that we do is if you go add us on Instagram and then click on the bio. Mm-hmm. If you click on there, there's a link that takes you to a load of links of... All the stuff that we do to our website, to Facebook, to YouTube, to our Spotify, to, to uh, and most of the and the meetings and everything's kind of on there. The, the website yep. is at the moment getting revamped, uh, so it's a little bit all yep. over the place and a bit higgledy piggledy. But um, we're getting, we're trying to get uh, get ahead around that at the moment and uh, and try and provide uh, a platform that has a kind of all-round community yeah. and, and uh, feel-good vibe. But you know what we really focus on is the you know, there's 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 information out there on the internet to deal with everything, and you can find that. But what? But but yeah. it has no value if there's no connection there, and you don't feel like you're understood mm. and cared about. So we focus on making people feel connected, understood, and cared about. And and we really because we really mm. do, and we try try our best to focus on that. So if you want to find us there it's at Break the Chain World Mission, uh, you can also search yeah. www.breakthechain.net. Um, but if you go on either of those places you'll find you'll find all of our stuff and you know i'm happy to, i'm yeah. more than happy to talk to anybody um because i i get it <laughs> you know so
1: really do legend. you do like uh video calls with people as well yeah. who are like who really needs to hear more stuff if from anybody
2: you? needs help talk to me and, and we'll have a chat more than more, than, more than that to do,
0: and, right? and we're gonna link this all in the show notes man and uh, very powerful man like the story is awesome Uh, You're awesome and I love that you're out here and doing what you have to do Uh, and not that you have to do it but what you're inspired to do to help and touch others lives man so thank you for that Well, I've
2: I've been looking forward to doing this as well Jeremy because you know we did a course together uh, Nissi and and like obviously your videos uh, amongst a couple of people stood out amongst everyone. Your drive and your passion and you know, it really, just uh, was just. It stood out, and when you can, when you've seen your story and you know how much weight you've lost and, and all these things, it just mm. and obviously you must have gone through some some shit with that as well. And and you can tell, and you know, mm. and you always know when someone's incredibly humble, uh, and and it's just it has so much power, you know, to to in, to, to inspire that. others, and you know, and it's true. And I I love, you know, it's so nice dealing with other people who've been through shit. Cause when we, when you've been, when you've been man. through shit, life's better. <laughs> uh, not necessarily, 100%. not necessarily. <laughs> you have the authority
1: to speak. <laughs>
2: Cause if you're not, if you're not a good person, then you fall down and, be, and yeah. being, you know, trying to make the right decisions in life becomes, uh, the foundation mm. of your life.
0: Totally agree. I think when you, when you understand the pain, you know, it makes the days, the time when you get out of that pain you know, so much more joyous, um, uh, as they say, you know, like, if you don't experience the bad days, you don't know what the good days are, right? Yeah. Well, I don't
2: yeah. necessarily, I don't think that that's true, but in entirely, but there's an enormous amount of truth in it, because unfortunately, we're all so blind to what's the right thing, yeah. you know, and um, just unconscious.
1: You're more appreciated if you've seen the other if side, you, I
2: think if so you, the, what you Yeah, mean? I think. They say that like the the truth is like the sun and it shines upon everybody equally. You can call it what you want. Get a, you know, but um, we'll use the word truth for just for the sake of the um, the point. But like the, it shines upon everybody, and it's it's a matter of removing the clouds. You know, and we're so mm. covered by these stormy clouds. And you know, we need to uh, endeavor upon it on the process that removes these clouds and this ignorance, so that. Fundamentally, the only reason why we suffer is ignorance, uh, and if we can mm. and if we can find out the the truth, then we won't suffer anymore. That was powerful, no. man. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I can go. I, yeah, I don't. I don't, don't want to go. Yeah. I don't know how trippy you want to get, a the so we will probably. Yeah. Probably leave it at that, because I can really. <laughs> I can really go down a hole.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say. I reckon that's part two, man.
1: <laughs> so, a spiritual one.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, there'll be something to go onto as well, dude. Um... I really appreciate your time, bro. We're going to be linking everything in the show notes and uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have a round two in the future, man. Bye, right,
2: boys. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it and uh, I'll definitely have to have you on the uh, on my show as well when I, when I get it all fired Absolutely, up again. Man. When I get my immigration That's situation sorted out and, uh, yeah, everything calms down a bit. We're <laughs> ready. Anyway. More ready life, next time. Ha- exactly. Life's, life's not easy, you know, and if anybody wants an easy really? life, then then good luck but you know uh, we can only do our best can't we and you know like i <laughs> exactly. i'm currently facing a situation where there's been a real spanner thrown in the works you know and i'm just trying mm. to mud- muddle through that but you know i keep i keep li- trying to live life as simply mm. as possible simple is beautiful and you know just keep just mm. keep on trucking keep powering through it cuz you know I'll just leave you on a, on one point is that you know happiness and distress are like are like yeah. the seasons and they're constantly passing by. And if you live a life mm. trying to be successful, wealthy, happy, anything, any of these material situations, confident even, any of these things, these things are passing by like the seasons. And all we need to do is, when we're feeling you know, weak or unconfident or we don't, or things aren't going our way, to just sit back and let, and let it pass because you, know, you can't stop good times from coming. You, actually, you, know, you yeah. can't actually stop it from coming. It's going to come. It's just a matter of time. So when, when shit gets hard, just, you know, bat on the hatches and uh, ride the storm.
1: Just remember what Gandalf said in Lord of the Rings. You shall... Oh, and he said you shall not pass. <laughs> come on, This mate. too shall pass. Oh, I <laughs> that, messed up. That, that from the Bible. Yeah, you know, Which one was the one? This, from the Bible. this too shall pass. Which one, This, this too that shall from? pass.
2: That's exactly it. But, you know, Gandalf's going to get bored eventually. You know he's old. He's not going to be there forever. And you know when Gandalf's that's fucked it. off, then we'll get through. But you know sometimes, sometimes <coughs> we've got to wait. You know, so yeah, yeah. you know, batting the hatchet. That, that was a good way. Nice. We need
1: to get Gandalf. get Gandalf on this podcast, out of the oh way.
0: Nice. <laughs> somebody, if somebody knows Gandalf, get him, Hook us up. Get him on. <laughs> you might have to. You know, Take you might it easy, my brother.
2: Frodo, I don't know.
0: Uh I reckon I know a couple guys that look like photos. So
2: we
1: well, be you do with boy. your ear goblin here. Yeah?
0: Thanks,
2: bro. All right, boys, thanks so boys. much. Have a great day. James, take care,
1: thanks, brother. You. Take care, thanks. bro. See ya.